This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host, my partner in crime for the love fest that is Angels Baseball. Sarcasm noted. John Crane. Hey, John. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm great. I'm fantastic. This is uh, this is long coming. Long coming. We've been, we've been out for a little bit. and uh, I, I was telling you before the show that this podcast has changed in my mind so many times. I'm such on an unemotional roller coaster uh, you know, every once in a while they give me a hope to think that, I, that, that they shouldn't just be shamed, that we shouldn't be shaming them. And then they remind me that they should be shamed. Uh, it's just another year, year three of this is a, the same same show we've been doing. Well, no, two. Were we two? No, I uh, mean, I, I think a couple of things. I think a couple of things uh, are proving Proving relevant. I mean, well, I mean, first things first. We've been gone for a while, and I have to, I want to go ahead and lay this out there so that listeners just know. Um, when we started this podcast, it was a commitment. It was like you know, okay, we're going to do this once a week, twice a week, but it's going to be consistent. We're going to do it all the time, and that was how we did the first year. It was how we function. It was professionalism, in my view. Yes, it's a podcast, but we're professional, and. Um, Everything was going like roses, really, for us until COVID. And then, you know, of course, there's no baseball. And then, of course, we know that I was laid off, partially laid off. So in the process now of a school year getting underway where I'm teaching part-time, I'm working full-time no matter what with minimal insurance, so on, so on and so forth. It's just been nearly impossible to to meet that professional pro, uh, she's a professional promise. And for that, to all of you who spent time listening to our show over the course of many months, I apologize. Um, I've missed podcasting angels, baseball quite a bit. And, um, 
do the best we can to live up to that standard from now and for just not from now on. But unfortunately, until the world becomes normal again, if there ever if there ever is normal again, I want to make promises that I'm not sure I can keep. So when we get, when we can air, we will, and we'll do the best we can to give give you our views on Angels baseball. We'll give you do the best we can to give you our take and. And also be one in that take to say, hey, we're going wrong. And I think there's a few things we might just be wrong about. Especially when it comes to the Angels. There you go. I got out of the way, John. What do you say? Sounds kind of sad. You know, just yelling at the wall, Derek, just isn't the same. It's like, you know, yelling at the microphone feels right. But (laughs) yelling at the wall, it it feels empty. And unfortunately, as a resident of Southern California that I am, the Angels are located in Southern California, so I don't know that anything is going to get normal back over here anytime soon. I know some other states are opening up, and they're they're actually starting to creep people into the stadium. I, that I, I have no expectations of anything like that happening this year here, and I'm praying and praying because – you know me, I, I you got me because I was a fan. I'm a fan. I'm not a stat geek. Jared's a stat geek. You're you're kind of a fan slash stat geek, uh, and uh, so I mean I like going to games. So this is a very empty season, and uh, at least you know when they're going up and down, I had the you know I'd get a bobblehead at least out of this situation, mm-hmm. you know. And I was supposed to go. I had my I had my mini plan to go to see Illinois Empire this year, and I mean. All my hopes and dreams crushed. And uh, the Angels are still just the Angels. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's 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 vent. You could let's vent, Derek. I know you want to. So cut it loose. You know, venting is one way I say it. I think a couple. I think a couple things about the 2020 Angels that we thought would happen did happen. I thought. That Dylan Bundy, for example, will come in and, and be surprising, and he's been very good. He's been very good. He's been a bright spot in the pitching staff. Matter of fact, Absolutely. you know, he, I mean, you could categorize him right now as the team's ace this year, if there was, if there was one. He's been the best pitcher on the staff. Uh, his record 5 and 3 with 3 1 2 ERA. I mean, 69 strikeouts in 60 innings. Everything we thought he could be in terms of getting out of Camden Yards and starting over, he's done. That's just awesome, okay? Andrew Heaney, a 4-3 and record with a 4.02 ERA. That's pretty close to what we could expect from him in terms of percentages. Griffin Canning, 0-3 with a 4.57. Hey, I'm just glad he's been healthy for the most part this year. I mean... I get it. He's got some time to go, but we knew he was going to be a. I think by the end of last year, I think a three or four starter. Uh, Julio Tehran, eight nine ERA. I mean, who knows where his arm was after having COVID? Uh, Patrick Sandoval, zero and four. I mean, that's your starting pitching staff, and it was a starting pitching staff that started off actually pretty decent, but the rest of the rest of staff has been eh. You know, Butry a five five ERA. I mean. Noe Ramirez, 3-5. Matt Andreezy, a 5-1-3. Jaime Barri has been decent. A 3-3-8, 24 innings. Robles, 
11, 11 to 11.2 ERA. That's your closer. Or was supposed to be your closer. Was well, supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. Buttrey's your closer with a 5.5 ERA. You know, Shohei not working out. There were just so many different things there that went wrong that the Angels needed to go right. And so I'm looking at this and there was that implication a year ago and I, I, I was not happy when I heard this. When someone, when, when someone said the Angels wasted, many people said the Angels have been wasting Mike Trout. And my rebuttal was, listen, Trout made the decision to sign to extend. He made that call. They're not wasting a person who chose to be there. I've come around that, John, I'm, I was wrong. They've been wasting one of the best players of the era because as a, as a the number you're in the number two media market in the country and you can't get your crap together. You have a top 10, top 12 payroll and somehow, some way, you can't get together. Whether, you're, whether it's your developmental system, whether it's your, um, your, your movement getting players, via free agency or via trade. There were so many things that, that we defended about Belly Epler, about Artie. And this is what I'm, I mean, I'm going to say, this is what I'm becoming convinced of. Okay? And if you know Artie, and if you know Billy Epler, if you've dealt with these people, and I'm wrong, man, just, just tell me I'm wrong. Just call me out on social media for it. But these are the two things I, I'm feeling at this point when it comes to these two. The Billy Epler is weak. That when it came down to certain decisions, what he wanted for players, he didn't stand his ground. And I'm thinking of the Jock Peterson trade, by the way. And Artie Moreno is the Jerry Jones of Major League Baseball. He's becoming Peter Angelos. Remember, Angelos just inherited a franchise that was positioned well at this beautiful ballpark in Camden Yards and couldn't win jack there because he just couldn't run a franchise properly. Tried to buy things here. Just didn't know how to run an organization. To me, Art, that's what that John. That's what Art Marino has become to me now. He's become a Jerry Jones who wants to manage everything from the from the from the front office when he's just not able to do it. You can't throw money at every problem and hope you'll solve it. That's why you need a farm system that's deep all the way through, and you gotta let your people run that system. And I just get the impression that he's not letting his people run the system. And then sometimes when you can throw money at a problem, you don't. And that's just been, I think, the, the, just the realization that I've had over just, you know, I would defend him over deals because you're going to make bad deals. You're going you're gonna to make deals that don't work out. To this day, I say that the Hamilton deal was a dumb deal. Let's go ahead and bring an addict to California where there's every temptation outside of his box for him and then expect him to be well. Nice move. Brilliant. But there are other signings he's made that I don't hold against him. 
I just, I mean, I just look at this and go, this is a franchise that has every ounce of potential in the book. Location is one of them. You know, a beautiful location when it's not on fire in wildfires. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun market. There's it, when in a normal world, California, Southern California is, is the is one of the entertainment capitals of the world. It's it's just a great place to visit, great place to be. You may act like a, act like a second rate club. You're going to be a second rate club. In the process, you're wasting my trap. And that's my issue. You're wa- I I defended that notion. You know, I already was willing to say no, no, they're not wasting him. He made that call. I don't think anybody thought that Mike Trout was signing for this hot garbage. I just don't think that. And the second thing, John, I think you were wrong. Okay? When you said that you think everybody this year is going to get a mulligan, right? You thought it's going to be one of those years where I think in that respect, you get through 50 games, you realize, no, you know, know, it may be a late year where I all have their playing, but every team entered in the same situation. So why is this team that's among the top 10 in, in payroll playing like they don't belong on the field. There's no excuses, COVID or not. You're still in the league. You're still playing baseball. Does that make sense? I don't agree. I don't know. I, I guess I don't agree fully on the I, – I, and, I, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll get ripped by everybody and anybody. If, if uh, Jared was here, he might rip me too. Uh um, I don't get the Artie Moreno thing. I have a trouble wrapping my head around the Epler Epler. You know, we've been strong defenders of Epler, but Epler, I mean, you, he's, he's not going to be here next year. So we're going to go into another direction yet again. Um, you know, we, we had Sosha, we got rid of him, replaced him one year. Replace again. We replace another. So we're we're doing we're shuffling the front office, and, and I, I understand Epler's the one who I think is to blame for a lot of the track. But I mean, to me, Artie is not a baseball genius. I mean, I don't know how many owners are baseball geniuses. So they hire people to make baseball decisions for him, and I don't think the hiring of Epler. The hiring of Epler was a bad decision, but it sure has turned out to be because Epler couldn't get anything done uh, as far as, as high name free agents. But again, I, I I'm going to well, go back. I'm John. That's not really bit. true, though. He did make deals. My my issue with Epler is that he was unable to stand his ground when that owner who doesn't know everything was running roughshod when he was being the Jerry Jones of Major League Baseball. The modern-day Peter Angelos. And that's my problem with Epler. He built an unbalanced system, which we could we explained away as he was building a stockpile of bats to be able to trade for pitching. Okay, fair strategy, right? But then, what about when it came down to the nitty-gritty and getting the players you want. Jock, that Jock Peterson trade with Ross Stripling, hindsight being 20, don't you think they need a Ross Stripling? There, there you go. There, you've given me a, a straight-up, uh, uh, yeah, that was shameful. 
And if everything is true, the rumors are true and they appear to be true. Yes, that was that is square on Billy up. I mean, excuse me, on uh, Artie Moreno. And yeah, boy, stripling could have made a big difference for us. But it really just seems that when we get these, you know, Otani, we. I don't know if it's if you call it luck. There are bad decisions, but there's also bad luck. I mean, a lot of people before this season would have picked the Angels to do much better. So if the Angels, in the in the eyes of the experts, were projected to do much better than they're doing now, projected by many to make the playoffs, and they didn't, I don't know how you can squarely blame that on the manager. I mean, excuse me, on the owner. Um, you know. I, as I said to you again before, and I'm not blaming Joe Madden, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I was a big fan of Sosha. I understand. Been with the club a long time. Got rid of him. Um, you know, replaced him last year. Who, who, who is this guy that's replacing Mike Sosha, World Series champion, the only one we got? And and he's gone after one year. And then they bring in Joe Madden. Great. Love him. Was on the World Series team, but everybody acted like he was the Messiah that was just going to come in and fix all this. And this season is exactly like it's this. It, we're replaying last season and even the season before, where we're just kind of getting up and then we're getting down and we're getting like we're competing and we're not competing. And I just don't see any differences on the field. So I don't know how you can, like, again, I'll just repeat. I don't know how people could have picked this roster to do so well, and it's not doing well. And you blame, I don't understand how Artie gets the, the, the brunt of the, the blame there. Well, hold on. A couple, a couple of the things I want to just know. Ross Stripling this year struggling. 3-3 three and three record overall um, for this season. Playing with the Dodgers in, in Toronto, three and three, five eight eight ERA. Um, I would say it's probably safe to say his year goes differently if he is, you know, involved in that whole trade idea. Finding out then that team probably doesn't want him. So, you know, someone's going to say, "Well, you want the stripling trade, but look how he's pitching." Well, hey, your fate changes when someone tries to move you, right? Your fate he has the six best six best ERA on our team if we had him, but obviously <laughs> it would be different if he was you know if, you know if he's playing in the American League. But I'm saying if you're telling me what is that, and in his record, uh, he would be tied for the lead in wins if he was on the Angels right now. I mean, well, yeah, the guy the guy his entire destiny for 2020 changed when a trade is made for him that ultimately gets rescinded. Mm-hmm. You know, so we what could have been should have been we don't know. So before someone Not says, well, how Jock can you Peterson. talk about the stripling trade and the Jock Peterson trade as well? So then, but I mean, we're, we're looking at the stand, you know, looking at the, the, the roster. If you like the pitching staff is, is middle with riddle with good performances and bad performances. There aren't a whole lot of just average Joe's you either are really looking pretty awful this year. Well, you're not. Hey, Cam Bedroge only played in, in, in eight games. When you're who he's was having a nice season in his eight games, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a team that has been well stocked pitching wise in terms of their depth. The stars, you know, Teron and Sandoval, and I mean, Matt Andrews, he had a horrible start. Shohei, two starts and he's done. He gets his inning and two thirds and two starts. I mean, just. So a lot of things went wrong with the pitching staff. The hitting 
check out these averages right now. Um, these were updated. Make sure I'm reading it right. These were updated. What yesterday or today? Okay. Batting average alone. Here's your lineup down the roster: two sixty-five for Stassi, two twenty-two for Pujols, Renhifo, um, one thirty-eight. Nice. Simmons, 307. Rendon, 277. That's, you know, Upton is improved at 210 right now. Mike Trouser, 294. Joe Adele, 154. Shohei at 189. Okay. Then you have Fletcher, 305. Lestello, when he was he when he was here at 273. Goodwin was 242. He's gone. Okay. Taylor Ward, 259. Jared Walsh, who's been making a, making a name here, 328. 328. Castro, 192. Ben Boone, 194. Matt Tice, 143. Barreto, 118. I mean, that's your batting. I mean, that's... This team isn't hitting. Okay, you have your standard performers like a Trout. And Rondova came on, too. Okay. But as a whole, they're not hitting. They never became a cohesive unit. There's still talent there. And they showed it, like you said. But when you have... When, when your team is not being consistent across the board, you're not going anywhere. And... I think the one flaw that this roster had was it was a it was a roster of streaky hitters and pitchers. Upton's always been streaky. He's always been streaky. Pools has become a lot more streaky. I just is what it is. There's no consistency, and the belief was that under a solid manager manager. He would bring these guys together. And maybe that pans out in a normal season, but everybody's in the same situation. So you gotta pull it together. And that's my problem. I'm I'm hammering Artie a bit though, because we've known in the past that Artie was would interfere. But we gave him a pass. Just think of our, our podcast last year. How many times did we defend Artie? We gave him a pass. When he interfered, because at least he was trying to win. He would make deals to win. But my view of him changed. I didn't even realize it at the time, but my view of him changed with the Stripling-Peterson trade. Well, I was willing to defend it first because I, John, I swear, you know, I couldn't, the logic in me said, you know, let's follow the 24-hour rule. Because this has got to be fake news, right? No no one's going to do this. And you and then you start reaching sources or you start talking to people. You realize, Artie already did this. Artie's behavior behind the scenes on this was was not good from what every person I've talked to has said to me. You know, so... That's my problem with it. And my problem with Epler isn't that he never signed the guy because he did make signings. They they did get Rondon, man. Rondon's a great pickup for them. They have gotten their signings. They've made some deals. But in the end, they just never did enough to fix what was broken after 2014. What they broke to try and win a World Series. They haven't addressed pitching. That's what they haven't addressed. Well, they address pitching. They they address the starting pitching. You know, they made a good they made a good pickup 
with Dylan Bundy. Much better than anyone could have asked for. He, he really has been. And he deserves credit for that. You know, I thought Canning would be a little bit better this year. I, you know, I thought Heaney would be right where he is. You know, I, I thought that Teheran would be, be, would be better than an 8-9 ERA. He's been a workhorse his entire career, but the guy got COVID. I can't really get upset with him. He's probably not in the best shape yet. No one really thought Shohei would go down again. We thought he might struggle some this year, but go down after an inning in two-thirds? As far as I'm concerned, is his my question now is his career pretty much done in Anaheim? Are they going to say enough's enough with him? They can't keep banking on him. Probably not. They'll probably give him another season, at least. But that question's in my head now. But the bullpen to me was the biggest train wreck. I just don't know. Again, I I don't know that you – maybe you did answer, but I don't remember that you answered. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we were projected to do very well, and we didn't. So on paper, these are good players. This was a good team. I, I Where – who I mean I'm not you know we Madden's here I mean Madden's going to be here for for quite a while I I can't imagine him going anywhere until he's ready to go, but I mean where where, where do you blame how do you blame I don't know who to blame, and 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 as far as I and I'm still I, I know I know you don't agree but I'm still on the uh, Trout knew what he was doing when he signed he saw the roster he believed he believed in the changes that they made. And he knew what he was doing. He's a big boy. He lives here. He's got a beautiful house on the beach. Uh, I'm not beautiful. saying that, John. What I'm saying, though, is he is he didn't sign just for the, for the money. You know, he's close with Epler. He had to have been sold on what they were doing. He had to have given them, and he's no dummy either. And then the decisions made in this offseason, I thought overall were, were positive. I still think if I could go back, I would have done things a, couple, a little bit differently. But, you know, I, I got, the Peterson trade has stuck with me. It really has. It's really, it's really changed my view in terms of what is now. And that's why I've come to believe, yeah, they're wasting – the best player in this generation. Already because he meddles and because in Epler, because he wasn't, he's, he's not standing his ground. And someone can say, well, he did stand his ground. Well, did he? To stand your ground means you're willing to walk away. If you stand, if you, if, if you are that convinced, this is the right deal for you. And we all know that was the right deal for them. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it would have done. Would have been, I think it could have been even better uh, more with um, uh, Peterson out and uh, could have uh, slowed things down a little bit more. But we're kind of, yeah, I don't, I don't know this season. I don't know. I don't know, Derek. I don't know. I, I just don't. I just don't. I. Uh, I just see the talent that we have on the field and I see they're underperforming and I don't know why they're underperforming. 
I understand the pitching. Like you said, Heaney's exactly what we know Heaney is. Um, he's not the lead. He's not our. He's not our ace. He's not our one two. You know, maybe he's a three starter. Um, we don't really have a one starter, Bundy. But he wasn't meant to be a one starter when we got him. He's just taking that role. Yeah, and, and listen, I, the word I got from Mark when we interviewed that guy from Baltimore was don't, "Don't be surprised." You know, don't be surprised if it becomes that. And seeing him perform this year, I'm glad he's back next year. You know, I just the Angels need to change their culture a bit there. And by the way, I do think that if Joe Madden was getting a full season. This team turns around. I think they. I think they would have finished this year. You know, around the 84, 85, 86 win mark. I mean, it's it's kind of foolish to think that they wouldn't have their struggles as a team when he has to get used to all these players and how they work together and so on and so forth and build their relationships. I get that, but in the end, that still exposes. Some of those weaknesses in the roster, you know, I don't, I don't blame Madden. I don't blame. I think the staff he has there's a nice staff. I think he's got the right guys. The front office needs to supply the talent. And See, that doesn't make sense. What you just said. You said we have a good staff. But the front office needs to supply the talent. I don't get it. You're, are you saying that it's a good staff, or we we need more? Is what you're saying? No, I'm right? talking about the, the the coaching staff, the man, that staff. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm talking about the guys he has in place from, you know, that from pitching coach over to Madden himself. That's those those are the right people for the job. Okay. But when you put this roster together and you fielded it for 2020, there were issues, and we all knew it. That's why we didn't have the win in 95 games or more. We thought they could potentially reach that. But there were some things in the way. There's flaws in the roster. And, you know, some of our worst fears came out right away. If Otani has a just a 4-0 ERA season, but pitches the whole thing, the year's probably different alone. You know? But going down, look at the averages, look at how these players hit together, look at all the changes in the roster. I mean, I mean, John, in 50 games, they've had 25 players throw a pitch. Doesn't that blow your mind? In 50 games, they've had 25 players throw a pitch. I'm looking here. But yeah, you're even counting Ben Boone. Yeah, I am. Because he threw a pitch. <laughs> I am getting shot one game. They have Ben Boone pitch. 25 yeah. players threw a pitch. Twenty-one wow. players 
well, play a position. I'll, I'll reference. I'll reference back to what you said to me before. I mean, honestly, it's it's it just it does. It's not a mulligan, but it's. I mean, you can't. What you're saying, though. I mean, it's like you're saying you think if Madden, you think if Madden gets a full season, well, he's not getting a full season, and it's not working out. So I guess then we just need to to show to show Madden and his staff. We need to we need to wait till next year. Um, well, I mean, fine. you don't pull. I mean, you don't. This is Joe freaking Madden. You don't pull the plug. No, on no, Joe I'm Madden. not. Ta- I'm, not, I'm not calling for his firing. I'm just saying. No, I'm not. No, I say. I already said he's going to be here a long time. I'm just saying that. And and I guess I'm just reacting to things that I've been hearing fans say for years. Repeat, like right now, the popular thing on social media is, "Oh, look at Cole. Look at Cole Calhoun. He lit us up, man. We really shouldn't have let him go. We really shouldn't." I'm sorry. I think we should have let him go. He was way too much money. He's still hitting a buck and a whatever buck and a quarter or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a great series with us. It's just and, and see, I'm a so I'm a I'm an emotional guy. I'm a fan. So I get I get you know I I'm that way. You know, that's why I, how I am with Sosha. I don't care what his result. You know, I like Sosha, and uh, so I mean uh, the con, you know like I said Joe Madden. Oh, he's going to be the savior. You know, and everybody like I said. It, Monday morning quarterback, they're all mad that we traded. I'm upset that we traded LaStella, but I understand the game was over. You know, I mean, the season was over, and they're looking forward. I kind of like LaStella at, at, at second base. Um, we got a lot of infield uh, talent. Uh, well, and then Renhifo is one of them, and what's he hitting, though? He's hitting two, 200, right? Uh, so I just – I guess I'm disappointed because all the – I hear all these people demanding – that we do this and we do this and we do this. And when we actually do do this, it don't work out. And then everybody wants, wants to call for Artie's head again. And you can't, you can't take Artie's head. All you can do is, I said, I think we're going to lose Epler. And I don't think Artie's going to sell the team. So, and I understand your point about the whole stripling thing. But again, I don't see where he's not signing. Che- I mean, he didn't sign checks for pitching last year, but they were ridiculous checks to sign. And I think you and I, what you and I, and I think even Jared agreed that those were ridiculous checks to sign. So again, when I see him saying, "Well, he did say no," I and I, yeah, the stripling thing, I got an issue with too. I'm right with you, and I was angry then, and I'm angry now. It's. But. I think the stripling trade to me was just kind of like. The straw that broke the camel's back. You know, they've been making questionable decisions for years concerning the roster, concerning the farm system. You know, I think there was a, there was plenty of things positive that Epler was doing to develop players. Although, you know, there there were some things that we definitely saw, and and, and some other fans definitely definitely saw, um, but they didn't like. But we were willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because we did see something forward moving. But you can't escape history. And as time has gone on, we've known when we learned that Artie does tend to meddle. I mean, and he, by the way, he has every right to. He's the owner of the team. Okay, I'm not saying that. But it's because you have the right to doesn't mean you should. And if you're going to interfere, if you're going to meddle, you better know what you're doing. Pulling out of a deal like that, the way he did it, you know, it just, it's just you don't do it, man. He's just not smart. And I just, it, to me, it exposed Epler is not being the kind of guy you need 
to work with Artie. He, he, Artie needs someone to tell him, dude, that's a bad idea. And I'm not sure Billy was doing that. At least not in a strong enough way to catch Artie's attention. That's what I'm trying to say. He needs someone who can stand up to Artie a bit. There's enough courage to do it. And I'm not sold that Billy was that guy. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are people who in the front office who say, hey, Billy fought tooth and nail. And Artie just made the call to ignore him. And if that's the case, Billy needs to get out of there. Because Billy doesn't deserve that. You hire, you know, you're you were hired to, to be the GM. You were hired to to be the person who builds this team. And if your owner isn't letting you do it, then you need to salvage your career and go somewhere else before your reputation is completely destroyed. I do agree that even the most casual like me, I would be very passionate when you presented that trade to me. And if Artie was telling me we're not doing it, we're pulling out, I would be you're you're insane. You're nuts. What are you doing? This is, I mean, the most casual fan saw this as a grand theft auto for us. Getting us an outfielder because we were losing Calhoun and getting us a pitcher. So, I, like I said, our, I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I, I think it's as obvious as anything. Epler is no longer part of our plans. So it's a matter of who Artie replaces him with. But now Artie gets to make that choice. So who does he get? Does he get somebody who's going to stand up to him? You know, I'm hoping that someone comes in there and just wows him. Like someone just is articulate enough with a vision for where the organization is going to go top to bottom. Because Billy did do the right thing and and saying, listen, we need to build the farm system. From top to bottom. That was one thing I think was right about him. He didn't make every perfect decision, but he did, in the end, from my point of view, made the right call to focus in on get the farm system fixed. And he did do a lot to fix it. Is it there yet? No, but he did a lot. What's next? Whoever comes in has to have a vision that that Artie can grab onto. And by the way, he needs to have a vision that the rest of the of the core of this team, like a Mike Trout, needs to grab onto as well. So you better find the right. I mean, you got to find the right guy. You got to find a baseball man who's got vision. And honestly, in in today's MLB, finding a visionary is challenging. You know, it, it and why? Here's another thing, John. Just just as we get ready to go, we'll, we'll definitely talk about this more at this point. Is there anybody who, who wants the job? <laughs> I mean, that sounds silly, right? Go be the, the general manager of a, the, a number two media market in the country with Mike Trout. But your owner is a guy who you, you know medals, right? Mm. And that's, I think... Something you got to think about. Yeah, Southern California team with uh, uh, a perennial uh, World Series contender right up the street that really still owns the market over you. And then you got San Diego down below that's actually building up to be quite a team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but you do have. But you do have a generational talent in Mike Trout, and you have Rendon right with them. And so you have Rendon there. too. And you have Fletcher. 
You know, you have a young core. You know, if, if anything, Fletcher's shown that he's the real deal and he belongs as a starter in this league. And there was a question mark, question marks about that before. We know that he's a real deal player. We know, you know, we know that you have something with Dylan Bundy. I mean, there's there are there is a core to this roster. There is a Absolutely. core. Absolutely. So I mean, folks, for if you're still listening and you're kind of annoyed at us through you know because we're venting a little bit and frustrated and so on and so forth, let's end that on a positive note. There is a core to this roster. Okay, Sandoval is still a young guy. He still is. You know, Shohei. Who knows at this point. But Camming is still a young guy. Bundy came over here and did something good, and he's still got time. Okay. Jared Walsh has figured out his swing at the major league level, and all of a sudden, I think now he he changes from being like a top thirty prospect that maybe something something that can contribute for a long time to come. You know, Joe Adele got some pitches this year. Didn't play very well, but he did see the major league pitches, and that I think can help him. Rendon came over and he's done fine. I mean, there's, there is something to the core of the roster. There is. Minus Simmons, the infield, you can see the infield of the future, assuming they all pan out. Renifo figures it out. Um, not sure about Simmons, though. And we'll have to have that conversation. There are plenty of conversations to have because I think this roster is heading for a shakeup this summer. I mean this winter. I think this roster mm-hmm. is going to get get shaken up. I think you're going to have a, a you know hopefully they do find a, an aggressive GM um, who will come in here and make some moves. But we'll find out. We'll find out. All right, folks. So there you okay. go. There is our vent session. There it is. And please tweet us, yell at us, scream at us. But just to recap, we're just as frustrated as you, and we're. I admit that we were wrong about some things. I mean, pretty much everybody was wrong in the end. We all thought this team would be an 85, 86 win team at least and pie in our face. That's for sure. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. Follow me on Twitter at DC Apollo. Although I'm working so much, I barely ever talk there. John, the Jake Screen John, the fanboy. And of course, Jared Tins, Jared underscore Tims. Um, Last time we we uh, had a big big news about Brock. If you didn't know, he got engaged. Hopefully, he'll be back at some point in the millennium. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, we'll see you soon. We're out of here. type of drama where else does history hang from the rafters Jalen Brown throws it down. where else is your own city home to your biggest rival the battle of LA is real people and 30 feet is still in range Hurry, action. where else can a city this loud be this slept on where else is history still in the making oh my goodness. where else the NBA only here season begins December 22nd on ABC ESPN TNT and NBA TV
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.